This is a weekly news update from FCA, Foxborough Cable Access, on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. I'm Dave Udine. Thousands of residents woke up without power Monday morning after hurricane-like winds combined with heavy rain felled trees, knocking out power and wreaking havoc on roads and property. According to National Grid, the hardest-hit community in the Attleboro area was Seekonk, which had 62% of customers without power. School was also canceled in Rehoboth and delayed for two hours in Foxborough, two other hard-hit communities. Almost half of Foxborough, a third of Rehoboth, and 44% of the town of Norton lost power to residences and businesses. Trees reportedly fell on two houses in Mansfield, one on Church Street and the other on Ware Street. Foxborough Fire Chief Roger Hatfield said there were six reports of trees falling on houses in Foxborough. Winds gusting up to 60 miles per hour and flooding rain began around 10 p.m. Sunday and continued through the morning, damaging homes and cars, but according to officials and area towns, no serious injuries were reported. A Millis man is being charged in connection with the rear-end crash that seriously injured a Patriots player and his wife last month. 25-year-old Kevin M. Conroy is facing charges of felony drug possession, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, a marked lanes violation, and possessing an open container of alcohol in his vehicle. Patriots rookie Harvey Lange and his wife Cassidy were injured on October 13th when a vehicle struck their car from behind while they were stopped at a traffic light at Fisher and Commercial Streets in Foxborough. Foxborough rescue workers had to use the jaws of life to extricate both Lange and his wife from their vehicle. Harvey Lange was released from the hospital, but his wife remained hospitalized for several days after the crash. According to the police department, a nip bottle was found in Conroy's car, but police said the driver passed a field sobriety test. Police also reported finding a quantity of prescription drugs in Conroy's possession, resulting in a charge of possession of a Class E drug. Conroy will be charged in Rentham District Court later this month. Once again, one of Foxborough's historic homes is facing the prospect of the wrecking ball. The town's historical commission is scheduling a hearing in November on the possible demolition of the Squire Elias Nason House, which is located at 85 South Street. The 1803 residence, which is one of the oldest homes in the downtown area, was linked to the town's straw industry. The historical commission is empowered under a town bylaw to hold a hearing to determine if the demolition should be delayed, while potential alternatives are explored. A similar hearing on two other 19th century structures has been scheduled, 
The Nason House is described as an early 1800s federal-style, single-family, two-story residence. The house contains most of its original interior woodwork. Another historical home and a former post office and residential building at 31 South Street and a similar residential building next door, formerly owned by the Foxborough Company founder Ben Bristol, was the subject of a similar hearing. The Historical Commission does not have the power to stop demolition, but could invoke a six-month delay. An Attleboro judge found strong evidence that a Mansfield man accused of a gun mishap at his apartment last week was under the influence of some narcotic at the time of the incident. Attleboro District Court Judge Daniel O'Shea said he found no evidence that 29-year-old Timothy Downs was malicious when he discharged a semi-automatic rifle at his Eddy Street apartment in Mansfield last October 16th. However, the judge said Downs showed a reckless disregard for public safety in the gun mishap and an arrest in Foxborough in July for allegedly driving under the influence of cocaine. Police testified that Downs fired the 9mm weapon accidentally, sending a bullet into the bedroom of a 15-year-old girl in the apartment above his living room. According to police, the girl was in bed at the time but was not injured. Downs pleaded innocent to various firearms and drug charges as a result of the incident. O'Shea revoked Downs' bail set in the Foxborough case and ordered him held in jail without bail, pending a determination regarding the dangerousness hearing. A man on his way to work saves the life of a young woman in a fiery crash on Interstate 495. That story is next. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. (laughs) Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash otcpaininfo. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Norton fire officials are crediting bystanders with saving the life of an Attleboro Public Library employee who was seriously injured in a fiery crash on Interstate 495 last week. One of the men, 54-year-old Mike Matchnick, said he didn't consider himself a hero. Matchnick and another unidentified man pulled the library employee 25-year-old Avery Earl from a burning vehicle 
around 9 a.m. last Monday on Interstate 495 South near the Bay Street exit. Earl, a Pembroke resident, was taken by Norton Ambulance to Rhode Island Hospital in Providence with what was described as life-threatening injuries. Matchnick said he witnessed the crash, seeing Earl's car going off the highway into a guardrail and then went airborne into an embankment. Matchnick and another man who had a knife were able to cut the seatbelt off of the unconscious female victim and carried her away from the burning vehicle. Norton Fire Captain Brenton Keene said the vehicle was fully engulfed in flames when they arrived and said the female victim would have perished if Matchnick didn't get her out. State police are investigating the cause of the accident. And finally, Boston Tropical Tree in Plainville, located at the intersection of Route 1 and Route 152, was sold last summer for development. However, the former owners have opened it for one last time, for pumpkins and Christmas tree sales. Steve DeVincent, the former co-owner, along with his brother Henry, said the family wanted to have one more season to give a proper goodbye to its longtime customers. DeVincent said the family is renting their former property to sell pumpkins, corn stalks, flowers, Christmas trees, and other holiday favorites. Another factor in the reopening is the family put a deposit down last spring for Christmas trees, and neither they nor the Canadian supplier could find someone else to sell them to. Boston Tropical Tree, located across from Lowe's, was sold last summer for $2.2 million to Boston area developers P2 Good LLC. At the time of the sale, the attorney for the group said the new owners were looking to either develop a restaurant or retail store at the site. Boston Tropical Tree has been a Plainville landmark for a generation. This has been a weekly news update originating from the studios of Foxborough Cable Access on Comcast Channel 8 and Verizon Channel 39. Content taken from various sources, including the Foxborough Reporter and the Sun Chronicle. This is Dave Udine.